Another example is my daughter's in high school and she has a business class where they dress up on Wednesdays. According to her, a lot of the questions that the teacher was asking, she already knew because she has a mother who incorporates her into the business and actually talks to her and not just uses her for labor. Have you ever let stress get the better of you? Want to know how to maximize your productivity? My name is Tommy Bowie. Follow me as I deep dive into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and industry professionals on the tools, tips, and strategies they use to overcome stress and boost productivity in their daily lives, especially when the going gets tough and the stakes are high. This is the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is veteran woman-owned CEO of Mystique Naturals, Electra S. Davies. She's one of the first African-American women to produce and manufacture her own chemical-free temporary hair color that is taking her industry by storm. She specializes in e-commerce, specifically producing all natural and chemical-free products such as temporary hair color and her activated charcoal toothpaste. In today's conversation, we speak about how she manages working from home as a single mother of two and how she's able to integrate her business with teaching her children so that they can learn, appreciate, and understand business as well as feel like they are being part of what she is doing and understand the back ends of business and finances that the traditional school doesn't teach them. Electra, thank you for coming on the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Electra, I wanted to dive a bit deeper into your journey that is e-commerce. But before we do that, are you able to tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I am a single mother of two children, two wonderful children, a teenager and a 11-year-old. I started my business, well, started developing it in 2016, mm-hmm. and it has grown um, immensely ever since. Um, I specialize in making temporary hair coloring that is completely harsh chemical-free, as well as activated charcoal toothpaste which is also chemical-free without fluorides or baking sodas or anything like that. Uh, We will be adding other things to the line, but I try to stay as natural or anything that doesn't break down negatively in the body as possible. So yeah, I started with my family and then it moved on to other people. My business was actually birthed by the people Mm -hmm. and not by me actually trying to sell something. So people were seeing me change my hair color, asking me how you know, I was changing it. I told them that it was it was temporary, something that I was playing with because I wanted to change my hair. And I could no longer do the chemicals because it was making my hair fall out. Um, I was constantly having to cut my hair. It was drying my hair out and it was thinning my hair. But like traditional women, we just love coloring our hair and expressing ourselves from the outside. So I just kept going until I found something that worked for myself and then had no idea that it would work for the world. And the inception, was there a point when you thought, you know what, I've tested my own products. Now I can actually dive a bit deeper and produce it. It was. It came to the point where, uh, like I said, there were people asking me to make it for them. I felt like I was my own walking advertisement without knowing initially. And then after that, I had some test subjects (laughs) where I had people who volunteered to try in their hair with just different test patches on their hair. After that, we moved forward to making it, you know, for them and coming up with different uh, formulas, different recipes, till I found the perfect one that would spread 
but still keep the consistency that I was looking for on a grander scale. So yeah, um, it, it was great. And what was your first marketplace that you decided to sell on? First marketplace I sold on was Facebook. And how long until you expanded your marketplace? I went from Facebook, I was on Facebook maybe 60 days. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I expanded to Etsy. And then from Etsy, I had my own website. And then from my website, I went to Amazon. And from Amazon, I'm now on Walmart online. Yeah. And are you finding any challenges managing multiple marketplaces? Um, actually, I don't because I found a really, really good system to keep up with everything simultaneously. And I have a really good team. And what's feedback like at the moment in terms of current revenue, but also customer feedback? I have a lot more people who love it than not. Everything isn't for everyone is what I've come to realize and be okay with. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are very happy to be able to use it. There are cancer survivors who, who are able to use the product now because it doesn't have the chemicals in it and they're able to express their hair, their beautiful hair that's growing back. There are children who are able to express themselves and it helps build more confidence. I have testimonials of parents who have sent me in videos of children who, um, who have had problems being a little bit more introvert than most. I mean, because the kids at their school were asking about their hair coloring, it boosted their self-esteem to be able to talk more. There are people who are in uh, acting, people who are... Uh, they're celebrating their school colors. I mean, there's it's just so many things. The military people who have a life two days a week can have the color and rinse it out the same night or just have it over the two-day span and be back in formation uh, the next Monday. So it, it just helps so many people. And I'm really grateful to have been able to, to do that for them. You mentioned that you started with Facebook. Are you also on any other social media platforms? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. LinkedIn, and YouTube. This is the first time in our podcast that Pinterest was mentioned. Are you seeing much success with Pinterest? Actually, Pinterest, if I could tell anybody, is a very untouched market that a lot of people need to get into. Mm -hmm. And I do see a lot of good traction. You just have to be able to... Um, to know what you're looking at and to be able to repin very often. Mm -hmm. But those pins stay in there a lot longer than Facebook is what I've come to realize. You know, you can repin something and it doesn't look like spam to the average person versus on Facebook. If you kept reposting on Facebook, some someone might unfriend you or block you because they can see it, you know, so often. So Pinterest is something, you know, I feel like everyone should really look into. I wanted to take the conversation outside of business for a second. You mentioned earlier that you were divorced and two children. Talk me through some of the challenges, especially in these current times that you're going through, whether it be personal or business. Well, I definitely can tell you that it's not easy, you know, of course, raising children on your own. But if you can learn how to incorporate them into the business, rather than trying to figure out a way to separate them and then spend time with them, it's a lot more easier. Yep. You're teaching them about financial literacy, financial freedom, time management, what it looks like to start a business, what it looks like to maintain a business, and that you care. And it is something that piques their interest as long as you don't make it a, a, an absolute chore. And even still in that, when you're incorporating them, you do need to come to that stopping point 
and just spend time with them and not do anything with the business. And that's how I learned how to balance was to incorporate them more often, but also come to a stopping point and have them hold me accountable as to when I said I was going to be able to stop in order to hang out with them or do something with them or do something for them. So it's been I think the business has been a blessing more so than a curse because it has taught me to be a lot more creative in my parenting and also within myself um, too. Because when you're thinking about it, you are doing stuff for your business. You're doing stuff for your kids. You're doing stuff for people who, who are asking things of you, but you often forget yourself. So in that, I'm learning to balance just free time, you know, for myself. I really like that you mentioned having your kids hold you accountable to spend time with them. I myself, sometimes I find it hard and I I usually get caught up in work that I forget to catch up with friends and family. And all it takes is a particular person to hold me accountable to that. And there's a massive shift in my headspace. So that's a great way, I think, as well for kids to learn. But then also they're there to support you as well, right? Because they're they're mini freelancers sometimes in a sense, just to do some of the work. Yes, it is. And, and I need them to know that they matter, you know, and, and um, reward them for the things that they help me with, but also thank them and show them appreciation for understanding that, you know, I'm doing something kind of on their time. So to do that, I have to, to do the things that I need to do for my business, but I also need to balance that with whatever it is they want me to do with them because they don't have to be understanding. Do you have an example of where you've gotten your children to support you in your business and it's been successful? My children, they pretty much do a lot of, you know, filling the jars because we're we're still our own manufacturers and we produce the product as well. Okay. Um, so they fill the jars, they label the jars, they do the shrink wrapping, they do the counting of the inventory. And then I also show them like the back end digital aspect of it, mm. you know, you count it it goes into this system and and then it looks at the cost of goods sold and you know just things like that it's been very successful in that because another example is my daughter's in high school and she has a business class where they dress up on Wednesdays according to her a lot of the questions that the teacher was asking she already knew because she has a mother who incorporates her into the business and actually talks to her and not just uses her for labor Back to Mystic Naturals, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that, you know, you're self-producing, you're a self-manufacturer, and -hmm. you also mentioned that there will be future products. Are you able Mm -hmm. to give us a little bit of sneak peek on what's coming down the line for Mystic Naturals and your thought process on scaling the business? Yes. We plan on releasing a shampoo that's geared towards getting the color out a little bit better. We're also going to release maybe two more colors Um, even though I said I was done, (laughs) but probably two more colors. And then we have some addition products, you know, maybe cones and things like that, that we're going to add to just make the entire buy experience more complete is what I'm aiming for the whole one-stop shop in that whole area. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much how I'm I'm going to be able to to scale um, with that. When it comes to introducing your products, are you getting feedback from customers who are wanting new colors or is this just part of the, I guess, the spectrum of colors? It's a little both. There are customers who do want specific colors. 
But uh, uh, the number one reason I'm releasing, especially one of the colors, is because I know that people are really going to be interested in it. And it's something, you know, new and different. And I love to be able to surprise the customer. And were there any roadblocks in you producing the products? And are there still any roadblocks that you're currently facing? There definitely was roadblocks in producing the color, trying to find the right vendors, the right price points for all the ingredients, making sure that, you know, the vendor that you do choose is going to be in for the long haul. If you're looking at, you know, expanding and scaling your business. And really in the beginning, it was the math of it all, you know, because honestly, I was not like the A student, you know, more of a BC student. I love science, but science is definitely not chemistry. So it, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed that I was able to do it, but my chem is like, you know, kind of turned on um, and, and math actually worked. So I actually go into schools and tell the children, when you think you don't need what these teachers are teaching you, you never know. So please pay attention. <laughs> You've started this journey in 2016. Did you do anything in terms of business or the entrepreneurial space prior to this? I did. This is actually my second business. My first business was called Sisterhood of Natural Hair Divas. Yep. It was towards natural hair, but it was very restrictive. I really didn't know how to monetize it too well. I loved assisting the different women on teaching them how to maintain their natural hair better with different products that are you know, already in their home and just having a good network of other women to be able to talk to just in general. It was a good community. It's just I couldn't monetize it. With this being my second business, I can kind of incorporate the two and just, you know, change the name and and just pivot it. And what would you say would be your biggest lesson learned from that first business? I would say my biggest lesson learned from that business was to think on your idea a little bit more and actually plan it. Mm-hmm. Because when I first did that business, I just wanted something on my own. I just wanted to have an LLC. I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to say something was mine. But I really didn't plan that out. I had the name, I was able to have the people, but I had no real plan behind it. If anything, if you have an idea, yes, you know, do your testing and things like that before launching it, you know, and owning it and putting so much money in it, which I did, try to plan a little bit better before you do. Talking about planning, we know that COVID-19 is causing a bit of uncertainty, especially in the the sales and the retail space. How is it impacting your business at the moment and, and how are you planning for it? Well, fortunately, being in the United States, we have a few bailouts that are coming, you know, that are helping the small businesses. I've been applying for those. I encourage anyone else to, as soon as you can. So that's one avenue. The next avenue is I've actually, again, gotten a bit more creative going live on Facebook and just talking to my community, giving them different ideas that they can do in regards to coloring their hair with their children at home. Matching their hair color, we had National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day, I believe it was April 2nd. Mm-hmm. So we colored our hair red for the strawberry jam and blonde for the peanut butter. I mean, I did a little video on that and my son had a grand time. So just being really creative and whatever you have, even if it's a service, just to stay afloat while you're going through this time. 
And how's that impacting your sales? Is there a, a drop or are you still managing? Of course, I believe it's a drop. There's a lot of people who are focused on, you know, other things. But in all actuality, I have a really good community and they are still supporting me as a small business because I'm very intimate with my community. You know, I'm intimate with the people who support me. So they continue to support me because they understand that I am a small business and I'm kind of like family and I try to treat them the same way. So I think that that works for me and my business as well. The reason why I asked that question is because I know that when we had the GFC or 12 years ago now, lipstick actually rose up in sales uh, in discretionary spending. So uh, there are beauty products out there that even though people are making less money, they're still spent splurging on. So just a thought that, that came up into my mind. In the beginning, there was a drop. And as time has been going on, I told you the creative things that I've been doing, um, the top, the sales have actually gone up. And there's more people that are at home who can actually try new things and actually have that time to sit down and ask their child what color they would like to try. And then there's kids who try to color on their parents and then kids who try to color on themselves, you know, so it, for me, um, it works in the realm of your children are home with you. So there's so much more you can do with these colors. It seems as though during our discussion that there's a lot of conversation about yourself and your kids and how they're integrating into your business. Mm-hmm. How are they managing, I guess, in times of uncertainty at the moment and how they're dealing with stress or how you view them to be dealing with stress? I feel like at this time, they're trying to manage online school, um, yep. which is first for them. So trying to understand that their mom isn't like just being mean to them, but they have a set time where they need to get up in the morning, you're not on vacation. You still have credits to obtain for the high schooler and grades to be done for the elementary child. Yeah, it's a little stressful for them because it's a mindset balance. They've never worked from home. They've never done a lot of things from home. I've actually teleworked from home. They've never done any school from home and they're still young. So I think that that is the thing that, if anything, bothers them. It's is that being home and can't be on their game or just scrolling on their phone. You know, they actually have their mom acting as their teacher. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's kind of like a subconscious switch. You know, as soon as they get into a school environment, then their mindset switches to, oh, I need to learn. But when they're home, it's like, I need to be relaxed. I need to wind down. And then I find it really funny that I have entrepreneur friends who work from home mm-hmm. and as soon as their kids leave for school their mm-hmm. business mindset switches on mm-hmm. but then now because their kids have to work from home or you know they're, they're homeschooling their kids mm-hmm. they're not able to actually do any work because the environment's just automatically changed up oh yes yes i definitely feel that as well Because like I said, I am acting as though I'm their teacher. I need to go out there, making sure they didn't fall asleep, that they're not still in their bed, you know, or that they didn't start surfing on the internet, you know, (laughs) or anything like that. I, I have to make sure that their stuff is done and then actually check the work that they're doing or have them knocking on the door because they're bored. And usually they're in school, you know, around this time or just getting off the bus. You know, it, it's been a, a big switch, but even still in that, it, it could bother you, but it's also kind of cool to kind of see their faces on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's a weird balance. 
Talk me more about goal setting. You mentioned that one of the things that you do to manage your business and time is that you set no more than three goals a day mm -hmm. that are geared towards making revenue. Are you able to just quickly elaborate on that for our listeners? So planning is one thing is what I found out, but you also have to execute things that will possibly help make money for that day. You know, so if it's going live on Facebook and then an email or something like that, or making sure that the certain things that you did plan out is geared to those things that actually help make revenue. Yep. If you, I have a sign in front of me, in front of my desk, I should say, that says, what have you done today to make money? So that is my little silent accountability partner as I'm looking up at it. And I have to be able to answer that question every single day. So I have to set specific goals and don't go over that because if I do, I'm not sure about other people, but I start everything and finish nothing. I touch everything and complete nothing. So <laughs> it's just something you have to do within yourself. Yeah. And it's part of that entrepreneurial mindset, isn't it? Because at the moment, this is your business and you've got two kids you need to look after. And unless you're constantly evolving or pursuing some cash flow, then mm -hmm. you're going to set yourself up for failure, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yes, and then your children being in the room with you all the time, you know, so yeah. <laughs> you need to do something to make sure you're making money. And, you know, I, I do tell them, you know, from this time to this time is, you know, it's the time block. Please allow, you know, mommy to do this right here. I will take a break at this time. Come out, see how you're doing or whichever. Sometimes I, I don't have to break it down to them because they've had a little time, a couple of weeks now, almost a month. So, you know, anything after two weeks is a, is a habit. So now they know that I will periodically just come out and see what they're doing. But even that takes time from your business more so than usual. And what are your regular hours like? Are you managing time for the first half of the day or are you splitting it over day and night? Well, I can say this. So I try to, emphasis on the try, put my time in time blocks, maybe three hour time blocks and complete those things. Like if the first hour is, you know, a me time, you know, within the first three hours. And, and then after that, moving into working on my business and just going hard in that. And then the next three hours is kind of like a wind down is what I try to do. If there's anything that I need to complete at, on a nightly basis, I, I try my best to come to a stopping point, do my mommy thing, and then go back to it when they're winding down or going to bed. You mentioned me time. Is that mm -hmm. time for self-care and time just, I guess, to be selfish? Oh, yes. Are you able to yes. kind of elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, definitely. I used to think I had to get up at 5, 5.30 and just start working. You know, nobody's bothering me. You know, just dive into it when that was the mindset that I had when I worked for someone else. And what I realized is I'm not a morning person and, and I, I needed to be okay with that. I need to get up between 5.30, 6 a.m. 
and I need to work my way into me and work my way into waking up. If it's meditation, if it's listening to affirmations, if it's looking, listening to something, you know, calming about procrastination, mm-hmm. if it's just silence, you know, and, and eating, you know, breakfast, you know, up until the time where I'm actually awake and my brain is actually functioning and I can actually give the time that I need in order to sustain the rest of the day. That is what I need to do. I love that you you mentioned uh, self-care being the first thing you need to do. I myself, either if it's meditation or some active activity, just a, a light walk or a training program, I find that helps me a lot get into the mindset of the day. Mm-hmm. Talk me through some of your achievements for Mystique Naturals, what do you believe is your biggest achievement so far? I would say having my product in a store in France okay. is, is a really big achievement for me. And then going backwards, it would have to be being able to sell on Walmart online and also selling on Amazon. Yep. And I think those are my favorite. <laughs> my mm-hmm. <pretty> mm-hmm. <laughs> And do you have any tips for someone who is starting out in the e-commerce space on how they best can tackle that that challenge if they've never actually done any e-commerce before? I would say the first step if you want to have an e-commerce business is to make sure that you have your own website. Yep. And then after that, making sure that you have a test group to see how well, you know, the product actually works, you know, if it gives the uh, desired outcome that you are, you were going for. And then after that, if it does, you know, stick your products in some of the Facebook groups to people who don't know you. They're still test subjects, but these are the people who don't know you and who, who aren't going to boost you up just because they know you and support you just because they know you. If it passed all of those, then I feel like you should put more time into promoting it via Facebook, Instagram, all of the socials, and then move on from there. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for that tip. So what's next for Electro Davies and what's next for the Mystique Naturals brand? What's next for me actually is really just trying my best to become a household name. That is one of my dreams. When you think of temporary hair coloring, you think of Mystique Naturals. And then continuing the atmosphere of family dynamics, being kind of friends with my customers. And long-term, one of my plans is to have like an after-school program that I partner with a, a school that actually teaches children before their parents pick them up on financial literacy and financial freedom. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be something good. Even though they've been taught all day in school, you know, we could find a way to make it fun because that's one thing we don't teach in school is about finances and economics that much anymore. I like that, that you mentioned financial freedom and teaching it to our young kids. Many, many entrepreneurs, one of the reasons why there's that discussion about should you go to college or should you go to university is purely for the fact that when it comes to making money and monetizing a business, universities don't really teach that concept. Mm-hmm. And unless you're someone who is actively working or 
testing out business, small businesses as you're going through university, you're not going to get that real life experience. So that's, yeah. that's great to hear. Electra, is there anything that I've forgotten to, to mention that you'd like to speak about? I would like to speak about how easy, I guess it is to use the product. Just give a little background on it. It lasts three to five days or until you wash it out. And the best thing about it is you don't have to commit to a color. So if you already have a color that you like, you can cover it with a different color and then wash that color out and be back to the red that you like, you know, but you wanted to test out a green or you wanted to test out a blue. And you don't have to worry about any harsh chemicals in your products. You use it on your children. You use it on your pet. We do have a pet ambassador. Her name is Salt. She's so cute. But we just try not to leave anyone out. And if you, anybody want to reach us, be on mysticnaturals.com, M-Y-S-T-E-E-K. And all of our social medias is Mystique Naturals. Electra, thank you for your time today. I love the fact that you're a single mother, you're working from home, and you've managed to find a way to integrate your business with your kids to spend time with them. Again, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed myself. There you have it, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stressless Entrepreneur Podcast with me, your host, Tommy Bowie. If you like what you've heard today, please make sure you subscribe to our show and share this podcast with your friends. Leave us a review so that we can take on your comments, grow with you as a channel, and keep providing you quality, stress-free content. If you have a story to tell or just want to say hi, drop me an email on hello at thestresslessentrepreneur.com. I'll catch you all on the next episode.